0: This is 4KTP, also known as 4Kids Trying to Pass, and today we're here with Paul, Stan, Cam, and Kendall. Today on the cast, we're going to talk about three different topics in the Native Son that we thought were very important to the book as well as in today's world. The first topic will be about police brutality, and Paul will be talking about that. The second topic is poverty, and Cam will be talking about that one. Finally, the third topic will be about housing, and Stan will be the one talking about this. These were topics that we were drawn to because we felt that they aren't talked about as much in the books as well as in today's world. So these are the things we'll be talking about, so we hope you enjoy 4KTP today.
1: Hey, it's Paul, and I will be talking about the first topic, police brutality. And I'm about to read a quote from Nader that says, Reports were current that several Negro men were beaten in various north and west side neighborhoods. This was on page 244. And even in that quote below that, it says that the police had help from civilians, civilian white men that uh, round up and beat black men that they thought resembled Bigger Thomas. Uh, and police brutality is the constant oppression of those in America who are of the minority group and not the majority group. The police beat on black men that they find in Chicago neighborhoods for the pleasure of themselves, so they have a sense of power and so that black people have a sense of fear to not do anything. Wright was trying to show us that this was an issue going on in Chicago back then, as well as it is an issue going on today, where the police will beat black men randomly and not have any penalties against them that happen or being fired or anything like that. Uh, in the next article, uh, there's a quote that I'm about to read. The article is The Guardian, uh, U.S. Justice is Built to Humiliate op- Oppressed Black Men, and it starts with the choke Code by Paul Butler. It says The former police chief of Los Angeles, Daryl Gates, once suggested that there is something about the anatomy of African Americans that makes them especially susceptible to serious injury from chokeholds. Because their arteries do not open as fast as artery, arteries do on normal people. Um, the way the Chief Gates addressed black people is just another example of how us black people are viewed by some white people in America. And it's completely wrong how we aren't even seen as humans, normal people in his terms. He tries to say that um and say and justify why choking black people should be allowed in the police force. And it's really wrong that he even wants this to happen. He makes it seem like we're aliens and aren't even humans, so that they should be able to use any type of force that they want to, to get us into cust- custody, which is wrong. Uh, The next topic will be poverty, and Cam will be
2: reading that. For the second topic, we chose poverty. Poverty was a very re-economic theme throughout the book and was mentioned quite early in the first pages. Wright says, turn your head so I can dress, she said. The two boys averted their eyes and gazed into a far corner of the room. The woman rushed out of her nightgown and put on a pair of step She turned to the bed for which he had risen and called. The home is not spacious at all. It's a one-bedroom apartment, two beds in one room with his mother and his two siblings, a brother and sister. There's no sort of privacy at all. His mother just tells him to look away when she's getting dressed. They would just go to the far corner of the room so they couldn't see her. Bigger's relationship with his family is a very close bond. They're all very dependent on each other. Bigger has to act older than his actual age. He has to be the man of the house at an early age dealing with the rodent problems. Being in a home of poverty doesn't help his case at all. For the evidence from an outside source, I chose an article from the USC of Chicago. Over 30 per, 30% of black families and around 25% of Latino families and less than 10% of white families live below the poverty line in Chicago today. In 1960, the typical white family earned 1.6 and 1.4 times more than the typical Black and Latino family. Today, the typical white family earns 2.2 and 1.7 times more than typical Black and Latino families. The property problems that were present during the Native sun are still present in Chicago today. A lot of Black families were put at a disadvantage while being in Chicago, and the system back then and somewhat now is not meant for them to succeed and grow. This is also true with the economic side. A lot of African-Americans can have the same job of people that are a different race and not even get paid the same.
3: All right, it's Stan, and I'll be talking about the third topic, which is housing. Um, and the quote that I have from Native Sun says, We can get along without you. We can live in one room just like we live in now, even with you gone. So basically, Richard Wright was providing concrete examples of how much an issue housing can be in Chicago. Where bigger and his family are living practically together in one room. These same problems are taking place as we speak in the real world, and there are actually black families who live in environments like this who can't afford to be in better circumstances and have a high chance of dealing with vacancy in the lower-class neighborhoods. The article that I'm getting this quote from is called Chicago's Racial Ethnic Disparities, and the quote says, Black and Latino neighborhoods were especially hard hit in the foreclosure crisis, and large portions of some minority neighborhoods continue to experience long term vacancies, with as much as 10% to 25% of housing stock abandoned in places like Inglewood and Riverdale. Even though housing is a problem all over the world, Chicago has its own issues people deal with every day. There are poor neighborhoods all over the city of Chicago, depending on where you go, and in some cases, Black families aren't necessarily getting the benefit of the doubt.
0: As we're coming to an end in the podcast, we'll just sum up some of the main points for everyone. As everyone can see, we feel very strongly about the topics we spoke about and think that these injustices should be spoken on in today's world. Police brutality is a constant issue that we see in today's world that just flies under the the radar as it did in the book, and we feel that this shouldn't happen at all. Poverty is a constant issue that black Chicagoans and any person of color has experienced in today's Chicago as they aren't given the same opportunities as everyone else. Lastly, housing, which even though is an issue for all people, is seen a lot more in Chicago as it is a very large city with many people. There are many more people in Chicago that don't receive much help and are just left to deal with it on their own, which we all found is completely wrong. What we think here on 4 kids trying to pass is that it starts with the people coming together and trying to help as many people as possible. We think that if more people of all skin colors come together to protest and try to bring these problems to light, that the government will start to notice and try to help with police brutality, poverty numbers, and housing issues in Chicago. These problems start to get fixed when everyone notices the issue and comes together to help, so we believe... The more people are educated and that come to help the issue, the faster the issue will be solved. This is 4Kids Trying to Pass. We're glad you all tuned in to hear our podcast, and we hope we educated you on all the things you didn't quite know much before. We hope everyone who listened today has a blessed day, and remember to stay kind to everyone you meet.